real relationships. The goal is to help you to relate to the people that enter your life moment to forever. Welcome back. This is Tanya J. Montgomery. And today's real cast is Jesus, my best friend. Recently, we've all been in the house due to the coronavirus. And with so much self-isolation and social distancing, I met with my group that normally goes to dinner after church on Sundays by phone. And one of the young ladies brought up the fact that she knew that God had placed another member of our group in her life as her best friend on purpose. And I think, no, let's rephrase that. I know for a fact that when we say best friend, that irritates me. I think that it's it's so overrated in the sense that you pick someone else and deem them of more value than you deem other people. And then there are people that enter into our lives that have just as much value, even is even if it's not consistently what the other person does. But to my credit, I want to add that even though you see this person as more visible, that doesn't negate the value of the other people that God places in your life that do things at his behest. Let's preface it like that. So I don't even know how the subject of how or who is whose best friend. But what annoyed me the most was when I said that Jesus was my best friend, it was kind of treated as if maybe I was being too spiritual. So this person went on to say how she's grateful that Jesus, wait a minute, let me go back. That she's grateful that God placed somebody in her life who walks the earth, who's able to talk to her, who's able to be there for her, who's able to speak into her life. And without going back and forth and remonstrating with her, 
she proved my point because even though I don't get the Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, walking in a human body 2020, he did walk this earth. He did experience the same things that we experience. He did feel the same things that we experience. He does provide for me. He does give me shelter. He does help me. He is there for me. You're going to hear me through this real cast pause a lot and I want to apologize for that because Jesus takes my breath away. And I'm still impressed with him. He's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 18:24 that but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother and that is so powerful to know that you have the support of God 24 hours out of the day, seven days a week, and 365 days out the year. I'm going to go a little old school on you and let you know. He walks with me. He talks with me. And he calls me his own. You know, even the most how do I want to say this? Even the most spiritual person can sometimes throw shade. Not even intentionally. You know. I know that I am assured strength, joy, peace, acknowledgement, worth, value. I know that in the eyes of Jesus, I can turn around and tell him anything, right or wrong. You know, a lot of times, People get it confused and say, well, you can't question God. Well, I want to know why not. Because he clearly tells us to come, let us reason together. What what are we going to reason about if I can't ask you questions? What are we going to talk about if I can't keep it real? You know, 
I think oftentimes people have a um, a real dull view of God. You know, it's real dull because clearly Isaiah 118 says, come and let us reason together. Why would he put that together? What is reasoning? Reasoning is you questioning. Reasoning you reasoning means I'm not understanding something here. I need some clarity. Reasoning is I don't know what just happened, Lord, but that hurt. I need you to let me know what's going on. Reasoning shows you that you and your childhood friend, that relationship in that season has dried up. Reasoning is making sure that's so. So, yeah, we can question God because I think that if we took the time and put as much into our relationship with the Lord as we do with people, we would see a vastly different outcome in our lives. So, I for sure want to thank the Lord for being there for me. For every situation. Even in the situations that I didn't understand. Even when the situations were painful. Even when I was going through growing pains. I mean to tell you. In my life, I've seen some stuff. I've gone through some things. I've dealt with some things. Even when I didn't acknowledge Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I can look back and know that he was there for me. And it's interesting to me that Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. Because when I was a little girl... I dealt with molestation from the age of, I'm going to say seven. I think you're second grade, you're seven, I think. Kindergarten five, first, yeah, seven. Uh, Seven to about the age of 14. And I had no outlet. I had no, no one that I could tell, no one that I could talk to. Not even enough home training, no shade to my family. Not even enough training from school Or home to put the pieces together of what good touch and what bad touch is. You know, my family thinks I'm a little overly obsessive about it, but I'm very serious about it because it can happen in the moment when no one is looking. You know, I think I had to be 13 and I was visiting a neighbor. Um, I was down in the basement with my friend's mom and she was washing clothes. And her back was to me, and one of a friend of the family came in, sat right behind me, and grabbed both my breasts. I'm like, what? Frozen in absolute terror and shock. I didn't say a mumbling word. I got up and I left. So, me growing up as a single parent, I have four children. I rarely ever let them stay the night at anybody else's house. I know you, I trust you, but I don't know who you allow in your home and what you allow. And I don't want to relax my guard and put my children in a situation where they can't get out. 
but that's just the way I am. I'm that way with my grandchildren too. No, you can't stay tonight. I don't care if it's family or friends. Because some of the people my family hang with, I don't like. I'm not saying that anything will happen. I don't like you as a person. If I pick up a funny vibe from you, there's no way I'm going to put this precious commodity in your hands. Oh, I can have a rest. No, I don't need that rest that bad. Oh, my grandkids. I got two, six and 12, a girl and a boy. My six-year-old. Oh, Gigi. Oh, why can't I say tonight? Girl, if you don't get your butt in this car... I ain't no spending the night. Don't get in public trying to um, guilt me into letting you say the night somewhere because it's not going to happen. My daughter um, told me at my um, grandson's birthday that I spazzed out on my granddaughter. Like, I don't know why you asking me if you can stay the night. You know, I don't play that. Bleep, 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 bleep. And I said, wow, I don't remember. I remember it vaguely afterwards, but I was so mad that she tried to guilt me on Fern Street. Uh Uh-uh, no, ma'am, not happening. So anyway, one of the reasons I call the Lord my best friend, too, is when I did come to him, when I did acknowledge him as Lord and Savior, he had to do a work in me. He had to clean out all the junk. He had to clean out all the hurt. He had to clean out all the um, negligence I suffered, all the attention that I didn't receive. He had to actually go into my past and break you hear me he had to break the power of the pain from all the memories that I had suffered and I remember the day I found this combination to ask him father you said that you're the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. I need you to go back in my past. And I need you to erase all the painful memories from the experiences that I suffered. And when I look back on my past, as you cover it in your love, I don't want to see anything but the love of Jesus. And he did that for me. He did that for me. And nobody can replace the power of what God did for me. No one really understands the depth of my isolation, the depth of my pain, the depth of my loneliness, but him. No one 
tried to understand me. No one tried to engage me. I come from a very large family. And there was nobody, nobody that I could depend on. So, I had to learn to depend on the Lord. And when I started going to church, there were people at the church that ridiculed me because I was a single parent with four kids. And I was very young. I had my fourth child at 20. Um, I think I, I started going to church when I was 23 and actually knew what it meant and got baptized and was able to walk and live for Jesus. And so what we did, I decided, because the people at church were mean, that I was going to withdraw me and my children from church, and we were just going to listen to the Bible on cassette tape at that time. So I'm talking about 96 is when tapes were still available. I would lay out um, the tapes on the floor by my bed. And I train myself to, when the tape stopped, flip flip it over. And when it stopped again, take it out. Pick the one that's second in line, put it in, push play, go back to sleep. When it stopped, flip it over. And this happened for about a year and a half. So as I was getting to know God through his word, I would have conversations with the Lord about his word. Like, well, what does that mean? And how does this apply to my life? And during that time, that's when I established my relationship, my friendship with with Jesus. He was ever mindful to bring people along in my life that helped me grow. And I'm very thankful for that. And... There's no question that he's always been there for me. That he opens doors for me that no one can shut. That he taught me how to live a proper life. So Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, you know, sometimes I wonder, excuse me, why people don't want to get to know him. You know, he doesn't expose you and put you on front street. He doesn't make you feel less than, you know, he's an encourager. You know, he's a fighter. He'll go before you and he'll say, listen here. I remember as he was bringing me through, he said, don't you allow anybody treat you less than what I said that you are. You know, they can view you however they want to view you. But you view yourself as I'm telling you. If I'm telling you that you're the head and not the tail, that you're above and not beneath, that you come behind and no good thing, believe that. So what if you don't have as much money as they do? So what if you're not as popular um, in society, in in their eyes? Who cares what they think? Some of us are going to hell because of what they think. You know, you want to follow the crowd for what? 
Jesus said, you follow me and I'll make you fisher of men. That means you're gathering men and women and children out of the depths of hell. Doesn't that sound more important than you following somebody or having the popularity or all the wealth in the world? You don't know what they go behind the closed doors. I have a friend. She She's out here, a beautiful girl. Just, I don't understand where she's at. And it's okay. But I can't let her and what she's doing detract me from what I'm doing. Like your mama said when you was little. If somebody jumped off the bridge, you're going to jump with them? No, you're not. Unless you're a complete and utter fool. Anyhow, so back to Jesus being my best friend. Those are a few of the reasons why he's my best friend, you know, and, I, and I'm and i thankful um, for him being in my life. Very grateful. Sticks closer to me than a brother. He's always the same. He's always there for me. He's a shoulder to cry on. He's a counselor. And I can say without a doubt that he's my best friend. And I think in a nutshell, the sumness relating to Jesus as my best friend, real cast. 2 Timothy 4.17, it says, but the Lord, but the Lord stood with me and gave me strength. We need that strength to withstand peer pressure we need that strength to boost our esteem we need that strength to be able to witness to people to let them understand the magnificence of Jesus and not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ We need this strength to live day to day. The mundane things that we run into, the potholes and pit holes and landmines that are set to explode. He'll have us sidestepping those things, giving us wisdom to talk to snakes, making us gentle as doves. He'll give us wisdom in abundance if we ask. He gives us peace that passes all understanding. I'm grateful to God for Jesus Christ that he stands by me. He goes before me and he has my back always. So I implore you, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I highly recommend it because when you learn about what he says in his promises, what he says in the Bible about his word, and that is true, and that he can't fail, and that he can't lie, and that he is always there for you, that he goes before you making the cricket path straight, all the promises of God are yes and amen. And when you get to know him and when you get to learn him and you can stand on Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down. Listen to this. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures for his namesake. 
He going to make you lie down. He going to make all the circumstances in your life lie down. He going to deliver you. He going to heal you. He going to save you. It's never, it's never going to be the same once you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He comes into your heart. He forgives you for your sin, the the sin nature, and then he forgives you for your sins, the acts of sin that you've committed. You know, Romans 9, um, Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you confess the Lord Jesus in your heart, if you confess, I'm sorry, I'm just um, a little overwhelmed right now, so just forgive me. If you confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he died for your sins and God raised him from the dead you shall you shall be saved salvation is based on your belief that Jesus did come to this earth that he did die for your sins and God raised him from the dead so verse 10 of Romans 10 says for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made into salvation don't ever get it twisted faith and belief is what saves you not being baptized in water if you get baptized in water that means that you are identifying with the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ you go down as the old man with the sin nature you bury him and then God resurrects you to new life so if you've not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior and if you want to reconnect with God because you've been in a black backslidden state I want you to say this prayer with me Lord Jesus come into my heart Be my Lord and Savior. I believe you died for me. And God raised you from the dead. I receive now my salvation in you. Amen. Now with that, if you did pray a prayer of salvation, I want you to look around your local community for a church. Because a pastor is going to help you understand the Bible a little bit more. But I implore you above all else that you read the Bible for yourself. So that you know what that word says about you. If you cannot, there are multiple um, ministries that you can stream um, by far. Uh, my my top three are eilm.org. That's Ever Increasing Life Ministries.org in Columbus, Ohio. Um, Word of Life Christian Center. I think that's eiwm.org. That is Word of Life Christian Center. Um, and then World Changers. 
uh, Creflo Dollars Ministry. If you're looking for somewhere to start and you haven't found anything locally, you can join any of those three. Oh, there's also Elizabeth Baptist Church down in um, Atlanta, Georgia. That's a great church as well. Um, but you want to be under, able to understand where I, I know and why I know that Jesus Christ is my best friend. And you do that by getting to know him through his word and praying and seeing him bring his promises to life in your life. Jesus is real. He still saves. He still heals and he still delivers. And he is my best friend. So bye for now. We'll see you the next time on this Real Relationships.